Good morning. This is Matt Hines for a Triple Bottom Line podcast. I'll give you a little bit of uh, insight into a project I'm working on, um, particularly with uh, the Delaware Urban Farm and Food Coalition, where I'm going to be um, getting more involved with the policy subcommittee. And um, I want to tell you what they are working on and relate this work, measure this work uh, using the triple bottom line standard. Where, you know, I think this is as strong an effort as there is in the state of Delaware that is focusing on a lot of the same food system issues that I've talked about in many of these other podcasts. This group is as well-situated as any to, to address food insecurity. And I know that uh, I have no reason to believe that anybody's in this for any other reason than that they just care about that issue. Like, I'm assuming everybody in the coalition cares about food security, too. And they have a lot of other interests that they're bringing to the table uh, as well. Um, but for me and my involvement, it's about food security and so many other things beneficial that come from that and so many other beneficial concerns and issues that I think other people care about in this coalition that maybe don't directly address food security but they're good things. Uh, but for me, just the influence that I feel it's necessary for me to bring is just really focusing in, focusing more energy on addressing food security. So... Um, There's uh, a lot that I really appreciate about what work is going into this and what work has been done and what they're focusing on. Uh, So I appreciate that. I think it can really go somewhere. Really where they're focused right now is on lobbying the city of Wilmington coming up with policy recommendations for the city of Wilmington. The biggest focus that they have is on policies that will make it easier for there to be urban agriculture and community gardens. And this is specifically in the city of Wilmington. As far as I understand it, it's uh, 
it's just the city of Wilmington which is most of some some of the most urbanized areas in this in the state probably the most urbanized and uh there's a lot of poverty up to 25% much higher than average percent of people living in poverty facing food insecurity and there are food deserts in the city of Wilmington and so i i understand that the the thinking is if we can get more community gardens and plots available for people then this can help with a bunch of things including food insecurity and I uh, I think ideally we do want to have land available plots available for anybody who wants to access a garden and have a space to grow. I think that's a really, um, I want to see it go in that direction. But, you know, I think there's an asset that is kind of being overlooked in this focus um, and, and it seems like it's not going to be easy to to move the city to making some of these changes they're going to have to push they're going to have to work hard to get these changes made for like zoning laws or it could be the city helping with infrastructure. I mean, irrigation is one of the biggest things and setting that up. And so it's not impossible, but that's challenging. And it's challenging also to keep that sustainable. Community garden success rate is not always super high and I know that community gardens offer so many benefits and I think they're great and there probably is a formula for making them work I'm not I, I'm not sure w- exactly what that is but I know one factor is you can't deny which is how much food is it actually producing at the core at the end of the day, you know, we're still talking about food security, how much produce is being grown, but how it's being grown, how it's being processed, and making it available for people in a way they can easily access it, the things that they would be able to use, and produce. Um... And so a lot of like fruits and veggie fruits 
uh, carrots and beets and and radishes So there, there are a number of things. If people can access, and they can access even with SNAP benefits, well, but anybody can access it. Where, and you do it in a place where currently there isn't any availability of these produce items. then that's a really good thing. That's a hugely beneficial service. Um, but, no. There's a matter of scale in the growing operation and just to, in summary, it's like, Community gardens are at a level, at a scale. Then they're not being operated in a way where it's very efficient, and it's a lot of work for not a lot of production. If you scaled it up, and and the bigger you basically like you know like the bigger you get it your rate of efficiency is higher up to a certain point um, but I think all in all just another factor to consider is this if you're looking about managing produce and, you, and assuming that produce is the thing that we really that's the main thing that food insecurity is referring to is access to produce, access to the most nutritious foods. And if we can find a way to grow more of that locally, that would be really key. But it's got to be an efficient operation. It can't be at a certain level of inefficiency. It's just not worth it. And I think that's what happens with community gardens. Is just like you're not really getting that much out of it. And it's a lot of work. But oh, so, you know, this is a consideration. For vegetable growing, intensive vegetable growing, a skilled farmer can manage an acre or more. And... If you have this skilled farmer, it's best that you set that skilled farmer up on an acre so you can, that's where his level of efficiency, or hers, or they's level of efficiency is going to be maximized. So then you'll be more of that small scale, that's how you get a small scale operation a small scale farming to be more efficient than agribusiness. And if you look at like orcharding, a skilled farmer can manage more like five or ten. Maybe just like five because you get that blast of harvest. So you got to have harvesters too. 
probably part-time workers. They could come in at like the busier times during the season. And then it's also a matter of managing the markets, which is a looping back to like what I think is another really key point here. Um, the city of Wilmington is not land rich. It doesn't, what it doesn't have is land. What it does have is people. It has commercial space and it doesn't have grocery stores. It doesn't have many places where local produce is available. So anything the city can do to make markets easier is going to be really good and I just think you should focus on markets trying to lobby if you're lobbying specifically the city of Wilmington I think their resources should go to focusing on developing markets and for land you just have you don't have to look much further outside of Wilmington and then there's a lot of land available there's a lot of public there's a lot of this county and state land that is highly suitable for uh, growing produce and it's not right right now it's not growing produce and we're talking a lot of acres hundreds of acres of suitable land that's underutilized right now so I think it's if the land focus I think has got to be it's got to be turned at the county and the state um, because they have the land and it's still local it's still right here a lot of this land So it's getting the city to be amenable to helping build local markets and the range of services. So like delivery and pickup, distribution, and then processing, packing, CSA programs, and then just like open markets and then the ability to attend farmers markets and storage and value added processing and then you can also have so many other things off of that you can have education programming you can have a lot of volunteers focused on um, reaching out for volunteers for that type of work and then I think that would be I think that would really be, um, that to me is a lower hanging fruit. And then the land thing to the county and to the state. And making larger plots of land available for growing produce. Um, and that's about it. Try that.